excited to worship with you this morning. Our last Sunday that we actually have to, to uh, live stream and worship in this way. So remember, next Sunday, our church doors will be open. We will do whatever we can to keep you safe and healthy. But if you feel comfortable, come join us. We will be back in the sanctuary and we can worship together once again. Good morning. Welcome. Saints of God, God bless you. I, I just pray that uh, you've had a wonderful weekend so far. And uh, in today's message, I'm going to talk about honor. And I want to thank all the vets that have served and those that have passed that made great sacrifices. They've traveled the world. They've uh, fought wars and conflicts. They've helped other people around this uh great world that the Lord has given us, and I just want to take a moment to thank vets, and if you know one uh, out there, give them a call and thank them. I have uh, several family members who have served in the armed forces and different capacities, and I just thank them and appreciate the sacrifices that they made so we can have the freedoms that we have today, and it's, it's people like that that uh, step out of their comfort zone and give up um, the comforts of life and to serve, to protect our way of life, the freedoms that we have that are guaranteed to us by our Creator and by the Constitution. And I thank all those uh, faithful servants. And today, we honor them, and also I just want to talk about honor as a whole. Honoring one another. And uh, in Proverbs 3.27, it says, Give honor where honor is due. Honor is an interesting thing, and uh, sometimes we, we try to say that Someone's got to earn our respect or earn honor. But the truth of the matter is, I, I just want to challenge that. I'm not saying that that's not entirely, uh, that that doesn't have some merit or some truth to it. But I want to challenge it. I want to take another perspective, another look at that. Um, and the best way to look at it is to see how God's approach to it is. Because when we look at Scripture, everything that um, God says and does in heaven, uh, in the order of things, is the order of things that should be in our church and in our homes. There's a structure, there's an order, there's a hierarchy in regards to accountability to the Father and roles that we have to play. In uh, Psalms 33.8, it says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people in the world revere Him. It also says in Proverbs 1, 7, these verses go together, so I'm just going to read this one too. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom. Think about your workplace, think about school, college, high school, wherever it is, elementary school, and think about those individuals that you've come across, and perhaps maybe you were one of those people, who didn't give honor to the teacher or to the boss, or to the coach. Think about those people. Did they seem wise in your eyes? Did they seem wise in the eyes of the coach, or the other players, or other employees, or other students? Or did they seem foolish? Recognition, honor, respect, uh, realizing that we do have people above us, and that we should pay a certain, certain amount of respect and honor to them, is only biblical. It says in uh, Daniel, it says in Romans 13, it says in several places in the Bible that God brings into those who are in authority above us. And uh, we are to honor and respect those and pray for them. 
Now, I understand that uh, sometimes we don't agree with those who are over us, and, and uh, you can go to the Lord and pray about that, pray for them, pray for their salvation. There's a way you can handle things. And if they are evil, because we know that uh, Jerusalem, after um, uh, Solomon died and others uh, were ruling in his succession, there were some evil rulers that were there. And um, God had an opinion about that. So we know that does exist, and we got to pray about that. But what I want to tell you today is, when you recognize someone who knows how, how to honor the authorities in their life, and honor their brothers and sisters in Christ, you see someone who is also honoring God with that conduct. That very same conduct that they're treating one another. And where do I get that from? Uh, we, we recognize, we spoke about this last week, that... Uh, one, two greatest commandments are this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love, another word for love is mercy. Another form of that is honor. When we, when we honor God by serving and honoring our brothers and sisters in Christ. That is found in Matthew 22, uh, 36 and 40. We also see that it's, it's in Luke as well. What does that look like? I, I can't separate love and honor necessarily. When we show honor for someone, I believe that we're also showing love for that person. Now, I get it. You may not love your coach. You may not love your boss at work. But does that change the fact of what Scripture says? And I just want to take a moment, and let's just dive into what Scripture says. And, I'm, and uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians Chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 1. 1 Corinthians 13, 1. And just bear with me for a moment. This is uh, Paul talking to the Corinthian church, and this is what he says. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor, and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not light, uh, excuse me, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Some interesting things. You know, part of our honor for God is to trust Him. In trusting Him, we're loving Him. It's interesting. Always loves. Always trusts. Always protects. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Man, that is good. It, it mentions sacrifices. Sometimes you make a lot of time and effort, you put a lot of time and effort into church, into outreaches, and you feel like perhaps you put a lot of money into it, and you're doing all these things. But if you're doing it while you're grumbling and complaining about the, 
the leader of that ministry, or this pastor, or that person, and why are they up there? And I said, that's not love. God can't bless that. Honor. Scripture says, uh, honor those who are over you in the Lord. It says to respect and honor your elders. We got to respect and honor our leaders and pray for them. More importantly, we got to respect and honor each other. Respect and honor each other uh, as the creation that God made. And understand this, and I'm gonna, and this is where I'm heading right now. In 1 Corinthians 12, it talks to us. And I'm gonna turn there right now. If you got your Bibles, 1 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 12. And this is again, Paul's talking to the Corinthian church. Because they had some issues, they had some things. And so here I am reading this to you, and you can read it for yourself. And let's talk about our church and what we have to understand. And, and what we have to understand is this a body is a unit. Though it has many parts, though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. So it is with Christ. I mean, so it is with the church. We are all baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jews, Greeks, slaves, or free. doesn't matter your nationality. doesn't matter your race. That could say whether black or white or Hispanic or Asian or purple or checkered. It doesn't matter. And we're one body because we're baptized by one spirit. And that's the Holy Spirit that leads us to repentance. That leads us to call Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. So, now, the body is not able, is made up of many parts, but it's only one body. If a foot should say, because I'm, a, I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be a part of the body. And if an ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, be uh, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye... And it goes on and on. So I want to skip down to this. It says, uh, verse 18, But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. Now sometimes uh, people look at others in industry, and sometimes, sadly enough, in churches, we might look at someone and say, Oh, God bless their heart. They're just doing this, or they're just doing that, or we're going to allow to. Let, let's hit pause, and I, I just want to balance. I, there was a time in my life I said that our church had a lot of special friends, if you know what I mean, uh, growing up, and there was a lot of uh, interesting characters that came in, and we we our church was good at loving on them, and it seemed like we attracted a lot of them. And I heard there was a time and season this church had that when you guys were downtown. Um, but here's the fact of the matter is, until you can learn to love everyone and honor them and cherish them for the creation that God uh, uh, made, you're not going to get anything else. You've got to be good stewards of what you have. And here's the awesome thing. God brought them in for a reason, for a plan and a purpose. He arranged them to be. The pinky is there for a reason. The, the toe is there for a reason. All your parts have a, a plan and a purpose. Same when the body of Christ. This is what Paul's saying. From, from the person who does janitorial to the yard guy or whoever, everyone brings something to the table and we don't think of it more uh, lightly than any other. The pastor is only as good as uh, the guy who's cleaning the restroom, 
Uh, because here's the fact of the matter. If you have a dirty restroom, you're not going to have people visiting from, uh, for a long time. Uh, they might just say, you know what, that place is nasty, I'm not going back there again. Look, we need to honor every part of the body of Christ. Praise and worship, the janitorial, the yard maintenance, the uh, audio-visual team, every part has a role to play, just like every part of your body has a role to play. You don't think so? Try cutting off your big toe and run a marathon. That's not going to happen. You, you, uh, try taking off a thumb and, and pick up a, a cup of coffee or a bottle of water. That's not going to happen. But here's the thing. Do we treat each other like we treat our body? Because if you stepped on a tack on your foot, which your foot can get sweaty and smelly, and sometimes you think it's unimportant, but I tell you what, you step on a tack, it's going to affect your whole body. It's going to respond and react to that pain. Same in the body of Christ. When someone is hurting in our body of Christ, we all should be hurting. If there's an injustice done to someone in the body of Christ, we all should be feeling the injustice and speaking out against it. Whether it be um, uh, someone great or small, everyone makes mistakes. We can't be the first to cast stones. We've got to feel the pain that they feel. That is not only in the body of the Christ, but the world. Because uh, we know the story of the Good Samaritans. That who is my neighbor? It's whoever's across the street. Regardless of race, culture, or class. Whoever uh, is across from you at work or on the team or at school, wherever you're at, the person across from you, regardless of who they are, they're your neighbor. And we got to treat. When they're treated unjustly, you're treated unjustly because we're all part of the same body. There's an interesting verse in John 13, 34. We know about these commandments that uh, he, the Lord has given us to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Seconds like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Here's an interesting one. This is red letters. This is Jesus talking. He's speaking to his disciples. And it's uh, John 13, uh, thir uh, verse uh, 34. A new command. Interesting. Why is this command different? If it's a new one, and we already have the other two, what is this one? A new command I give you. Love one another. Let me switch that word. Let me add this. Honor one another. Have mercy with one another. Be patient with one another. Trust one another. Encourage one another. As I have loved you, now we know that Jesus is perfect love. God is love. So, you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. See, he's talking to the church. He's talking to his disciples. Sometimes in the church, we forget we love the world. We're trying to reach the world, but we, we treat each other poorly. We treat the, the, the members of our body of Christ uh, and we disregard them and think less of them or try to have this class system or hierarchy. That's all baloney. It's all junk. we got to love one another. He says, a new command. Yes, you got to love God. Yes, you got to love the world. We say, he's telling them specifically, love one another and let it show that you love one another. And if we're to love one another, that triggers those other verses where we read what love is. Love is patient, love is kind, it is envy, it does not boast, it is not self-seeking, it does not keep record of wrong. 
It, all these things is how we should be treating one another. I'm going to end with this. Scripture tells us, The greatest among you will be the servant of all. We know the, the saying, The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And we know it says, Do unto others as you want it to be done unto you. It's in Scripture, but they call it the golden rule as well. So, the way you want to be treated, the way you want to be honored, the way you want to be loved, is the way that you need to love, honor, all those that you come in contact with, especially those in the body of Christ. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. At this time, I just want to do what we've been doing, and I'm going to read you Psalms 91. One more time. Here we go. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wing you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the plague that destroys at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. May God bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. I pray that you are healthy and strong. And I need to remind you, we're going to reopen soon. We're going to come together. And I'm reminded of the verse David said, My heart was glad when they said, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Yes, broadcasting is good, and we do that, and we, we're going to continue to do that for, so, for those who can't come and join us. But he says, My heart was glad when he said, Let us come together in the house of the Lord. Uh, cleaning day on the 30th, church on the 31st. Be there, be square. God bless you. Love you all.